0: Hey, how's it going? Fancy seeing all these wonderful folks here. <laughs> fancy yeah. seeing you here, Tanya. I mean, uh, the, uh, it, it's strange to, uh, in, in many ways, it's kind of strange to see OSINT and APSEC uh, joining forces.
1: I agree. Should we, should we slowly tell them what we're doing or should we tell, because people are still going to be joining us, it's going to take a while before people join us, or should we just like go right in and tell them?
0: um we can give them a few minutes to get in since we got a slightly uh delayed uh entry uh i see i'm i'm looking to see how many people are actually uh joining the stream right now uh so that we can have a a good idea of everything we got five viewers right now so welcome everyone um we got one chatting which is good Uh, it's always good to have a, a chatter and I wish I could say I was surprised that it is uh, Ghostface Killer, but it's Ghostface Kill-a. Uh, <laughs> So Are they um,
1: at least going to make some music for us?
0: Uh, maybe maybe they will. But, you know, I, I've got an OSINT quote that I'm going to run with them. You know, uh, presidents are temporary. OSINT is forever. Oh, I like
1: it. I like
0: it. I'm a terrible um, graphic designer, or I would have totally... Made that into a T-shirt, and I still may. So, if anyone beats me to it, expect a free background investigation.
1: Oh, can <laughs> can can, uh, can we make a an, a secure uh, a We Hack Purple shirt too? It's like presidents are temporary, but AppSec is forever. We should make that for every type of cyber cybersecurity show. Oh,
0: oh, absolutely. And you know, from the AppSec perspective, like to kind of show you like the relationship between OSINT and APSEC, perhaps we should um, think of it this way. Um, In in the case of, do you know what a Missouri felony is? No. It is when you go to a website and you either right-click and view source or you press F12 and you find hard-coded social security numbers on a government website as a journalist. And then when you make it public, the governor sends the state police after you
1: two thumbs down would not recommend to friends
0: yeah T- 10 of 10 do not recommend that is definitely um a solid uh five out that is not a solid five out of seven at all
1: <laughs>
0: oh my god yeah. so we've got seven people on uh my clock says 10 after let's give them two minutes and then we'll just we'll uh kick it off and uh see how rowdy we can get it in here because, um, you know, this, this is definitely uh, going to be fairly lit. Uh, if if I want to use some <laughs> of that younger folk vernacular.
1: It's going to be fairly lit. It's not going to be lit. It's going to be fairly lit.
0: <laughs> no, no, it'll be lit.
1: Oh,
0: my gosh. It, it'll be lit because before we went on, I divulged that I'm on my second venti of the day.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So. <laughs> Joe with ADHD and caffeine.
1: Ooh, not to mention,
0: <gasps> I've also got the nicotine, too. The nicotine. <sighs> I've actually yeah. got it in two forms. Um, okay. Both of which are tobacco-free. So I, I've also got these tobacco-less nicotine pouches.
1: Oh, wow. <sighs> Intense. I mean, bring,
0: that brings back Navy memories, though but yeah
1: okay welcome everyone um so i can't see what people are saying so if you want to say something that's to joe you put in the chat and if you want to say something to me you say hey joe can you ask tanya this
0: i I am actively monitoring the chat i'm monitoring the chat as well as i know some of the people are coming over because of uh the ascension discord i'm flipping uh back and forth and watching that as well so um put it wherever you see fit and i will be on the lookout for it
1: i definitely put stuff into um the wehack purple not the academy but the community but people tend to check it like once a day they don't check it like
0: well you know You know what they're going to be in luck because this will find its way to youtube and all sorts of other platforms at a later time so um you know it's one of those cases that they may be missing it live but it's forever
1: <laughs> maybe and- yours could say presidents are temporary, but OSINT is forever, and ours could say prime ministers are temporary, but APSEC is forever.
0: There there you go, yeah. Um, gotta gotta find a way to uh, distinguish with that. Um, but, you know, OSINT is also global, as as is APSEC. I mean, it's oh, I the reality of the matter.
1: I know, okay. Okay, I closed Slack for this so I would have more bandwidth. Hope you recognize my dedication to close Slack for a few I mean, minutes.
0: From from that same note, I actually mm-hmm. shut down the music app on my computer as well. And I'm very musically driven. It is nothing unusual for me to be chugging away at, uh, say, um, three in the morning listening to KMFDM yeah and i i had my problems with ministry but their song disinformation just strikes a chord with me it's, it's great um from the chat um mm-hmm. ghostface killer says uh tell tanya that we said hello so uh we're, we're up to 13 viewers and uh at least one of them i'm going to assume all of them say hello
1: Hi, I say hi back, and then I'm really excited to be here with Joe.
0: And it'll be just a moment, apparently, because uh, apparently my browser crashed. So um, apparently I did not have a very good AppSec day.
1: Well, my Twitter crashed, so just my notifications. When I worked at Microsoft, um, so I have a lot of people on LinkedIn. So I have the maximum number, and then people are allowed to follow you. And um, they kept joking with me, like Tanya can't have any more connections on LinkedIn dinner, she'll break the whole thing. <laughs> and sometimes we'd have a meeting, and they'd be like, "Okay, everyone, so like, tell it, like, please tell everyone in your network that we're doing this." And they'd be like, "Tanya, please tell all of LinkedIn." Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> right. Right. I use LinkedIn like- a lot.
0: I, I will save the the joke. Uh, there was a joke I always heard in the Navy about the internet. I'm just going to abstain from it. But um, yeah, it's like, you know, like, you know, everybody. I feel like when I go to a conference, I feel like I know a lot of people, but realistically, it's like, I can't tie your shoes with that. But then again, when you go to conferences, you don't really wear shoes with laces either. Um, in, in my experience, I mean, the, the few conferences that we've crossed paths that you've been more in the, uh, the, uh, business attire. So, um, I would assume you have shoelaces at some point, but, um, I couldn't tie your shoelaces with the size of the, Depends number.
1: on how warm it is. Cause I have like boots that go up to my knees and I'll wear those if it's cold. And then if it's uh, warm, then like cute flats
0: gotcha yeah
1: i have heels but i'm always worried i'm gonna wipe out and embarrass myself because i hardly ever wear them and i'm quite tall already so i'm like around six foot in heels and like i like the tallness factor but uh, the whole clumsiness factor it's not as attractive
0: gotcha yeah so uh i'm gonna answer a question really quickly someone asked what band that was so I'm just gonna put the two band names in there. Uh, that's KMFDM and Ministry. Um, we've got a question for you, Tanya, of what kind of resources are there for women in tech? This person says they are not one, but they know someone considering joining.
1: Oh, they're so, so for women in tech in general or cybersecurity? Uh, so... The question
0: just says tech, but okay. it, I'm, I'm assuming it could be either or.
1: Okay, so mostly I'm really super involved in information security, specifically application security. But there are so many amazing organizations. So one that I super love is called Women Cyber Jitsu. So you know, like jujitsu, instead of the ju part, you put cyber, and they're amazing. Um, it was, oh, uh, it was, so like the president of their group right now. Her name's Mary Galloway. She's amazing. Um, I have I, I her will, on my will plus
0: one. I have a plus one with that. And going back to what um, we were talking about earlier in the stream, I, g- I give Mary a, a solid five out of seven, um, or realistically a ten out of a ten. You know, there's an internet joke about the solid five out of seven, but you know, honestly, uh, that's an organization that I mean, I I'm obviously not a woman in tech or cybersecurity. I, I'm an ally of women in tech and cybersecurity, but um, that's one of the organizations that is welcoming to from from an outsider perspective they are welcoming to everyone and they have their focus groups as well so you know even with women you have like the lgbtqia the bipoc uh various other groups and they really i mean they deliver without ego and that's within this industry especially when you have large personalities that's something you really have to cope with
1: yeah If you're into privacy, there's WISP, so women in security and privacy, and so they do a lot of privacy. They do a lot of privacy stuff, but they also do quite a bit of security stuff, and they have been doing this thing the past several years where they give away a lot of free tickets and figure out travel for women to be able to attend a lot of different types of conferences, and they really tend to hone in on DefCon, and and then they. Uh, they'll do a thing where basically you get to meet each other, so you have someone that you're comfortable with to attend all the things with, and I think that's A-plus, super awesome. There's also, there's WICYS, so that's W-I-C-Y-S, and uh, I'd love to tell you I know what it stands for, but I'm gonna just not do a good job. And they tend to do a lot of outreach in, in universities and colleges, and then we'll have local chapters as well. There's WOSEC, Women of Security, so W-O-S-E-C, they are an organization that I founded um, and we had 34 chapters around the world and then COVID ruined a lot of things that were fun. So we're now down to, I think, like six or eight chapters, which is fine because the purpose is to just meet other cool women uh, and non-binary folks that like live near you that are in that field. There are so many amazing women in tech groups. There's also conferences. So there's two in particular, so there's a whole bunch. There's two in particular I'd love to call out. One is called the Diana Initiative. And it happens the day before DEF CON starts, August 7th in Vegas. And um, I'm proud to say we have Purple as a sponsor. And I'm gonna be one of their keynotes this year. And I've been a fan of Diana forever, like basically since they started. And their entire purpose is to try to get more people from underrepresented groups into cybersecurity. And they want to make this super safe, welcoming place for everyone. And it is awesome. It's in the Westin um, in well, Vegas. What the just acronyms
0: off- for WICYS?
1: W-I-C-Y-S, WICYS.
0: Got it. I'm putting this real time in the chat for folks. So I was getting the transcription there.
1: There's another lady, um, like women focused conference. Uh, So Diana initiatives for everyone that's underrepresented in tech, but it tends to be mostly women that attend. Um, And then there's day of security. So instead of security, you add an H in there. So it's S H, E C U R I T Y. Um, And it is uh, so it's in Boston, usually, but it's online as well. And they are like, all about trying to have like tons of awesome lady speakers and um, it's really good. There's also like subgroups and organizations for various things. So for instance, I am a CEO and startup founder in security. And so I'm part of something called the Forte group. But until you found your own startup, you're a CEO or a CISO, that's not really for you just yet. So as you grow your career, there'll be like a group of people that would really love to adopt you, I've learned. Um, And so there's always like different groups of like women and other people. So there's also like, if there are people of color, there are special groups to try to help all of you feel more welcome and more just point blank wanted, because we need all of you <laughs> to be part of our industry if we're going to succeed we really do and i actually i um, just recorded a podcast episode about this for the we hack purple podcast which comes out in march all about like a ton a ton of different ways we can try to get people in and help more people find their way in because that's sometimes the hardest part getting you in and then helping you excel and want to stay
0: i i totally agree with that and <clears throat> To the end of getting you in, I mean, on the job front, it's a little bit tricky for people to get in already because we, even though we we tout that we have a negative unemployment rate, we still have people trying to hire unicorns. They want people with like 18 years of Ethereum experience and a CISSP uh, for an entry-level uh, janitor in the sock position not just not even the sock just a janitor in the sock position so we've got that problem but you know even with that it's like once you get in there's so many directions that you can go what what do you want to do and it's like how anytime I get that question I always say how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time time. (laughs) so you know getting in I think that's kind of an important thing as well as get into industry or start to tinker with things via the professional organizations, uh, the, the special interest group specific ones, whether it be women, underrepresented groups, BIPOC, uh, uh, even uh, LGBTQIA+. I mean, I have previously presented at the Diana Initiative at uh, in Vegas, um, very well received. And then um, that was the year I did a privacy day's talk of like you are who you are people hate you because of who you are it's not your fault here's how you throw them off your track so it's kind of like an anti osint type talk but uh I also presented another conference during that time frame for another underrepresented group that I'm a huge fan of is QueerCon, and QueerCon's party at Defcon is amazing and you know we always hear about Defcon shenanigans there were no shenanigans at that party like yeah. They don't put up with shenanigans for one and for two, everybody yeah. that was just there, they were chill and they knew how to act. And I was very impressed with that. Yeah. But you you also have groups like if you're a veteran, you have groups like Vetsec and Vetcon. Mm-hmm. Uh you also depending on where you are, you may have your local Defcon chapters. You may have a 2600 group. Uh depending on your flavor of what you're interested in. OWASP also has chapters. Isaka has chapters. ISC squared has chapters. Uh I don't think
1: we had purple is sort of ish starting chapters. We're trying not to, but it doesn't work. So we figured we should just be supportive and do it.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And I know in my local area, we have a women in security chapter. I believe it's women in security. If I misspeak on that, I totally apologize. But I never, I also never willingly admit where I am um, to wide audiences. So uh, someone from the group would have to see this to to hit me with it. Um, But yeah importantly though figure out what you like and what you're good at like if you can find something that marries those two like everything's going to be a venn diagram you're going to do things that you're not good at and you're going to do things you don't like but it the the quicker you can make that venn diagram look like a circle the better
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because burnout Uh is
1: weird I have an article that might be really helpful for people that are new to security and it's about all the different types of jobs that exist. I'm just putting it in the chat, um, a link to it. Got Isn't it. Really nice. Like I was a software developer for a really long time. I loved writing code. I remember people were like, you should try something else. And I was like, no, nothing will ever be as fun as this. And then I discovered security. It took me a while to like, I, I met someone who convinced me to become a pen tester and he mentored me and that was great. And I was a pen tester for a year and a half. And then I discovered AppSec and was like, goodbye pen testing. (laughs) I wanna hang out with devs all day. I wanna help them do better rather than tell them how wrong they are and they made a hundred mistakes. And I'm a social butterfly. Uh, And so that was the right job for me. And so I didn't know all the jobs that existed. So I made an article about a lot of them. It's not, it's not even complete, Joe. I don't even have OSINT on there. How
0: dare you? I've got to clutch my pearls.
1: (laughs) But (laughs) I, I feel like if you can figure out, like Joe said, like the thing that fascinates you, that's the place you want to go.
0: That also being said, though, um, I'm going to tell you, you probably don't want to be entirely like Tanya and me as well, and that we spend a lot of time outside of working hours, doing work, or things like building the community. Nothing wrong with building communities, nothing wrong with doing work and the whole hustle culture, but I will tell you, this industry will drain you dry if you let it. You have to exercise the self-care, set healthy boundaries, and take some time off. I try to make it a point, honestly, I try to make it a point that I sleep 14 hours one night a week, wow.
1: but that if, amazing.
0: if you look at my sleep schedule the rest of the week, you'll understand why it's called the sleep savings account. But <laughs> have that have that happy medium. Don't let the industry completely consume you, yeah. because yeah, will. I
1: yeah, I found doing appsec like I was, I always felt understaffed. Like there's not enough. Like I'm like, why are there a thousand developers and me? We need more than me. <laughs> And so, yeah, it can be really hard sometimes to put, like, unless you're, you have to finish your day when it's finished. You're never going to fix every vulnerability and apply 100% of the patches that you'd like to. And there's always going to be more to do. And what you have to do is prioritize the things that matter the most to reducing risk to your organization. Or if you're doing appsec, that's what you need to do. And sometimes it takes longer to do a really big move with it huge fix or like that makes a giant difference but it's about trying to do the most you can and then ending your day and being like you know what I did all the things that I could do today and I'm going to shut that down and go in my cl- in my case sometimes like play hockey like ball hockey or something um there's like all sorts of things I play music etc and go do the things that matter to you outside of work because you could stay there all night every night you'll never finish it's not like software development where I was like Boom, bugs fixed, going home. I've never had a day like that in security where I'm like, I did everything. Mm
0: -hmm. Exactly. And I mean, OSIN is very much the same as well. Because honestly, I would say OSIN is even worse because if 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 you go to an office to do work Mm -hmm. because it's all on the internet, you don't lose access to your client or organization's development environment to look for those vulnerabilities. You can just poke around the internet like. All day, every day. And then a lot of what we do involves reading the news. So, and sometimes it's like for some for some types of investigations, it's like read the news for this type of thing. Okay, well, this sounds kind of biased, or this is from a known biased source. Let me go find the counter-bias to this. So sometimes you're having to read things that's borderline unsavory, and then try to find that happy medium because you know, growing up, I always heard there was his side, her side, and what really happened and that's kind of what you have to do with the news, with the bias.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm seeing there's more than one post from you. Twitter finally let me back in. Twitter has a number of tweets you're allowed to do per day, and then you get cut off. I was cut off today. You gotta pay $150 a
0: month for 500 tweets.
1: You never know. You really don't.
0: That, that <laughs> I will say that is the going rate for using the API. Because oh, wow. it, as as I was saying before I joined or before we went live, um, <clears throat> a few of my tools that I had written, like the one that I published was Decepticon Bot. It requires the Twitter API. And then one that I use for hashtag and neighboring hashtag analysis uh, that I effectively call Hashi. It relies on the API. And then I've got a couple others that do this or do that that have to have the API. And I was like, eh, you know, I pay for some APIs. I might pay for this. And I was like, Elon has crashed his Tesla and bumped his head if he thinks I'm paying 150 a month for 500 requests. I know. No.
1: that's nuts. It's too expensive. Well, um, and like, yeah, bully we'll that.
0: Yeah, some someone in the chat, uh, it's the Ghostface Killer, uh, says that he's got a copy of your book uh, about Alice and Bob learn application security, and they are excited to dig in.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm working on the next book now. There's been a bit of a delay uh, because We Hack Purple's had a lot of excitement. Me and Joe are gonna tell you about one of the things that are exciting. Um, and yeah, so the next book's gonna be Alice and Bob Learn Secure Coding. And I actually have a bunch of ideas for many Alice mm-hmm. and Bob books. I've got but I have Alice to-
0: and Bob ideas. Alice and yeah. Bob Learn OPSEC. Alice and Bob Learn OSINT. Alice and Bob Learn mm-hmm. Social Engineering.
1: Mm-hmm. You never know. I have to like learn those things before I write them. But yeah, I feel like Alice and Bob need to learn DevSecOps, security champions. Like there's a lot of things that those two really need to learn.
0: I mean, we, I think we honestly, we all do because, you know, seeing, seeing as you're on the AppSec side and I'm talking about the code I've written, I, you, you would probably completely disown anything I'm associated with if you saw how ugly the code I wrote is. It's like I only write in Python for the most part. I can I can manipulate some JavaScript and some. I mean, I was in I was on MySpace. I, I'm an HTML HTML whiz. Totally kidding there. Uh, I was proficient enough for MySpace, but um, I'm not savvy by any stretch of the imagination. Like the closest to AppSec I really get would be kind of like the whole attack surface monitoring perspective, the ASM, because there's a very heavy OSINT aspect in some of that.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. especially
0: some of the unauthenticated stuff using everyone's favorite asset inventory system Shodan. Um, And then um, looking for those um, Missouri felonies as well. You know, um, Just this last Saturday, I was teaching a class. Uh, it was the intelligence investigations people class to prepare people for this upcoming Trace Labs event this Saturday. During mm-hmm. the final two hours of the class, we proactively look for a missing person. And I can't say the platform because reasons, but through that, in that final portion during the CTF, we actually stumbled across uh, one of the missing persons accounts, which is nothing unusual, but I committed the Missouri felony. And I found that this website, like it displays their first name and last initial. But if you viewed the source, you could get their full name. And we actually got last login details that was like less than a month ago. Oh wow. So that would
1: be amazing like, if you found them.
0: We didn't find the person yet. Uh, we're still brokering the conversations with the appropriate authorities. Um, but you know, in, in terms of a technique, that, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's kind of a a UI and an OPSEC, or a, an appsec flaw that, you know, allows nosy people to hook in.
1: Yeah, you should not be putting sensitive information in a hidden field. It's not hidden. It's not hidden. You should be putting in a cookie and you should be setting the cookie settings such that it's secure. So there's a secure flag. There's an HTTP only flag. You should also have like cookies expire after a certain period of time. So I don't know if you heard, Joe, but last month in Davos in Switzerland, um, IBM announced we have quantum computing now. And so they're now like, so the thing that malicious actors have been doing the last five years is like grabbing things that are encrypted and keeping them so they can decrypt them later. And so there's a lot of criminal organizations right now being like, I can't wait to decrypt these presents. And so I've been, even I've, st- I've,
0: been I've been decrypting all kinds of stuff with chat GPT this week. No, I'm totally kidding. Okay. Um, <laughs> it, it, admittedly, though, I was joking with chat GPT and I got it to write a, a ransomware. Um, and I also got it to write a, a Bitcoin tumbler. I didn't test it out to see if it would work, but uh, it was written in Python. So it looked functionally, it looked accurate to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So my yeah, favorite Yeah, whether term, it's it random enough legit. or
1: not. Pardon? Yeah.
0: Sorry. Uh, with, my, with my favorite term, it, it seemed legit. I didn't test it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. If anybody
0: wants to test those codes out there, just let me know and I'll, I'll email them to you. You won't even know.
1: So we, should we tell everyone why we're having this stream? I mean, we could tell them.
0: We could tell them or, you know what? Let me do this. Uh, sound off in the chat. Anyone have any clues in terms of why this chat exists aside from uh, Tanya and I are like the BFFs forever? I mean, admittedly, I'm going to tell a somewhat embarrassing story about Tanya.
1: Okay, good. It'll be about how I've never heard of Benny H- Hana. What is it called?
0: Benny Hanna? No, no. It, it has to do... It has to do with Benny Hanum, but we were at a conference in Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was actually when we met. And um, after the conference, um, we were both in search of alcohol. So we went to a liquor store. I am a U.S. citizen with a U.S. driver's license. Tanya is not. They would not sell her wine. So... I had to buy Tanya's wine for her and we, I had to wait. I had to carry it until we were around the corner because they had cameras watching for it. And then she had never heard of Benihana. So we went and paid Benihana.
1: It was so good. It was really good and fun. And also like, what was I 39 years old and they wouldn't give me, like, it was not that long ago. It was like 2019. So I was like 40 or 39 or something like that.
0: I will never I admit like- my age. All, all I will say about my age is I am legally old enough to run for president and that's all anyone needs to know.
1: Is there a minimum age to run for president in the United States? Like if you're 18 in Canada, it's just like, you can do whatever you want. No one's gonna vote for you, you if you're you 18. You can run probably.
0: for any office except for president. Uh, as far as I know, I think it's 18 for any office except for president at the federal level.
1: And then what is the age for president?
0: 35.
1: What? I was really smart before I was 35.
0: I knew everything when I was in my 20s, so I, showed, I totally should have been president in my 20s.
1: <laughs> Where I used to live when I was a teenager, we had a teenager who started his own newspaper, which still oh. exists today. Wow. And then he ran for a local office and at like exactly 18 years old, like got in and then he was in office for a long time. Like I lived in like a suburb of Ottawa and then I moved and yeah, he was great. And I remember people being like, oh, this 18 year old that does this. I'm like, he did a lot more than you did when you were 18 and point blank more than I had done either. Um I was yeah. still a kid. Yeah. and I was like, yeah, you go. You go, guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, at what I was doing at 18. I was already in the Navy. Okay. I was going through i I failed nuclear training at age eighteen, uh, which was like the greatest mistake I ever made and then beyond that, uh, I didn't get to the submarine until I was almost twenty. uh no, I was nineteen, so yeah, at eighteen, I was theoretically studying and parting, but not in a college setting um. And I was living in Connecticut as some person from the podunk South and everybody up there thought I talked weird because I talked with a big, thick southern accent like this, and when I get really excited I would even talk even faster, you know, and I don't to sound like boom, how are you know. Um, and then you know i'm up in Connecticut, where you know some of the dialect has people packing the calf and uh, looking for the scarf and i'm like, what are they talking about. <laughs> so yeah,
1: I could program in three languages by the time I was 18 and had my first job at my first tech company. Um, And then I started college at 19 and started working at a startup. And I started my own company for the first time at 23. So like, I have been very excited about being a nerd. Like I could, I started programming when I was like 16, but both my aunts and three of my uncles are all computer scientists. So when I was like, I think I want to take computer science in college, my whole family's like, what else would you do? That's all we do.
0: So I started college at age 25, uh, got an IT degree, finished my bachelor's in a year and a half and my master's in a year, um, thanks to CISSP, honestly, um, and online school. Um, But the only programming I did before then, like, I mean, I'm old enough to run for president and I still can't competently code uh, correctly. I I fight with it until it works. but. Fun origin story, I actually had a TI-83 calculator, and I programmed every single darn chemistry, calculus, whatever equation I had to learn for school. I programmed that darn thing into the calculator, and they let me use it on all the tests. So I was like, boom, done. And that was, a, that was about the only programming I did prior to getting into the field, I did some social engineering at OSIN. I got kicked off of AOL once uh, for using Methodist tools and spoofing other people um, and chatting them up. It was all friends of mine, but um, I got kicked off of AOL briefly for that. I I just waited for the next month when they sent me the next CD or uh, floppy drive and just created a new account. Um, You know, it is what it is. Um, And then... um, like I was always the shy person. So like, even like, like for my guy friends, I was always like, I was too shy to say, Hey, you know, I want to hang out this weekend, you know, can I have your number away from call each other and figure something out? No, I would find a way to figure out their dad's name and look them up in the phone book. And I know how creepy that is now. But that's just how awkward I was. And I would end up in a sense doing social engineering in the cold call.
1: I used to play music professionally and i had like a book of names of people that i knew or that i'd met at c- concerts and i'd just call all of them i'd be like i'm playing a show on friday do you want to come it's free there'll be beer and yeah. i just call every single person i'd ever met and invite them and yeah that went surprisingly well
0: <laughs> i i tried the whole musician thing like just you know punk music stuff and you know with punk you don't really have to be good you just have to maintain your tempo and just have your amps turned up. Um, but I learned I was tone deaf. Um, unfortunately, I learned yeah. that after I dropped uh, like $2,500 on a Gretsch guitar and like another $2,000 on an upright bass and all this other stuff. It's like, I'm tone deaf. I can't carry a tune in a bucket with a lid on it. I'm the person that karaoke bars pay to come in at last call and make people leave. Oh, <laughs> all right. I all died. joking aside, let's, uh, let's tell uh, everybody what we're up to.
1: Joe and I are joining forces and Joe is putting a bunch of his courses into WeHack Purple Academy and we are really 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 excited to have him. He is our first official professor other than me So previously there was a bunch of courses by me and then the community, we had my friend Steve from bridge crew make one and that's awesome. That's in the community. It's not in the academy. So there's no certification or anything that you get after. And so Joe put his first course in earlier this week and there's more to come. Do you want to tell them more?
0: Absolutely. So um, if uh, basically, we are going to be bringing the material from the OSINTION ecosystem into the WeHack Purple Academy as well, in terms of the on demand training, uh, joint events, that type of stuff. We may even possibly find a way to um, <clears throat> do a joint OSINT AppSec crossover thing, like AppSec for OSINT folks and OSINT for AppSec folks, which would actually be really cool, honestly, because I'm sure there are some things that you know, for fingerprinting that like we would chomp at the bit for. But yeah, so right now, currently on the WeHack Purple Academy, OSINT using Recon G is live. Uh, I'm in the process of loading Accelerated Introduction to Intelligence. Um, I'm currently remastering that course. Uh, I'm, I've learned a lot about uh, recording for on demand. So I'm doing re-recordings of a lot of that stuff. After that will probably be alternative and advanced search engine intelligence, which is all of your Google dorks, but you also get exposed to a lot of non-Google stuff too. Um, And I show you how to trick the search engines into giving you better results. Um, Then if uh, report writing is your jam or you wanna get better at, and I'm gonna be honest, everything within InfoSec, everything within cybersecurity, everything within technology, Realistically, it's all intelligence work. It's it's just not the one that ends in int, right? Um, like osint. But at the end of the day, we're all doing intelligence work. So, to quote John Strand, we have all of our techniques for the show. That makes for like cool talks and cool webinars and Twitch streams and stuff like that. We write reports for the dough. That's what the customers are paying us for. So, if you can write a coherent report that mm-hmm. reads well, that makes people understand what you're trying to tell them. Uh, I'm going to take some terminology out of the course that I'm about to mention. As long as you don't treat it like a PhD dissertation with like a 400 page count uh, for something that you could have addressed in three paragraphs.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And as long as you don't treat it like a professional wrestling main event that creates more questions than answers, you're good to go. And basically, I'm working on the final stages of releasing Introduction to Intelligence report writing. So that will be another one to come in that's going to be really uh, solid. I, I think a lot of people are going to appreciate it. It is going to be a little bit OSINT-focused, but some of the things will transcend the OSINT thing and be applicable for pen testing, DFIR, AppSec, Thread Intel, uh, honestly, GRC-type stuff, audits, any of the above. So it'll be pretty exciting. And um, I'm also working on the companion course to my book, Practical Social Engineering. I'm about 60 to 70% complete with the slides. So then it will have to go through QA and QC, and then uh, On Demand. So that one will be, uh, and I quote a, I'm going to use some terminology that I grew up hearing. That one's going to be a humdilly dinger. I'm going to guess at least 12 hours of material, if not more.
1: Gosh, wow. That's amazing.
0: It'll be all, if you want to know about social engineering, it'll be perfect for you. It starts out, hey, this is what social engineering is. Here's the psychology behind it. Oh, here's some OSINT, by the way. Um, The next section of the book is, oh, you want to do social engineering? Cool. Here's how you write a good fish. Here's how you clone a website. Here's, Here's all this fun stuff. Here are meaningful metrics that actually address the security of your client organization. I don't care about opens and clicks. I care more about clicks than opens, but I really don't care about either. I care about the number of people who insert data into fields and like download stuff. Because if if your organization's architecture is so fragile that opening or clicking an email crashes your network, I'm sorry, but you've got way bigger problems. It's not it, it's not Helen in accounting checking her email. Um, and then the final portion of the book is actually how to build an awareness program, how to understand the metrics and how to conduct some threat intelligence against social engineering type attacks. But yeah, so all of it's on the forefront. It's going to be amazing. Um, you know, I, I'm beyond ecstatic to work with uh, a rock star like uh, Tanya. Uh, you know, it, it's always a, a pleasure to, Interact with Tanya. Uh, There's always there's always fun banter, but I always walk away learning something that I didn't know. And uh, it's one of those it's one of those things that uh, those of you who are familiar with, like some of my rhetoric or you've heard me say stuff like this in the discord before. But, you know, quite frankly, when it comes to the. um, um, when When it comes to AppSec, quite frankly. Tanya is on the list of people who, quite frankly, terrify me. And that that is actually a compliment. Uh, you, joined, you joined the ranks of people like Michael Basil, Chris Kubeka, Jenny Radcliffe, uh, Alith Dennis, who's going to be on the AMA uh, coming up in a little bit. So you, you've made it the list, you've made it to the list of people who terrify me for all the right reasons.
1: <laughs> I want to chime in and say, like, even if you decide you don't want to work in OSINT, or in um, social engineering, learning to write a good report will, and because what you're doing is learning written communication skills, like that is a thing that set me apart from all the other pen testers on my team. I remember a CISO, so I turned my report in and then uh, I was just walking through the mall that was near the office, because they had a Starbucks. Um, and so I passed the CISO and he pointed at me and he's like, you, and I'm like, oh God, no. Am I in trouble? Do you not like my report? He's like, that's the best report I've ever written. The entire thing made sense. He's like, I'm a smart dude, but I'm not a pen tester. And I was never a developer, I came up to roll the network stuff. But I understood every single thing that I said, and we know what to do. And I gave it to the team. And they're like, Oh, my gosh, it's written in English, instead of in insecurity. Um, and on top of that, so open source intelligence gathering and social engineering can help you get more of what you want in life and also like protect you from certain types of threats. So years ago, um, so I used to live in a place called Ontario in Canada, uh, and my two parents lived 500 kilometers apart, so Canada's gigantic. And so I would travel to see my dad a lot. And it's expensive to travel if you don't own a car. So I would do ride shares with people. But if you're going to ride in a car with someone you don't know, you want to check them out first. And I remember, you know, two hours into a drive with this guy. And he's like, yeah, he's telling everyone at work about you. And they're like, wow, she's a brave girl that she's just gonna ride in this car with you for like six hours, apparently, like, she didn't even ask you any questions or anything. Like, wow, she's like pretty trusting. And I was like, well, you're pretty trusting to ride with me." And he like, what? He's 6'2", and I'm like the skinny, five foot nine, gangly human that I am. And um, I was like, yeah, you work here. You went to college here. This is your mom's name and where she lives. This is where you live. This is where your brother lives. And I went on and on and on and on. And I was like, and my best friend knows if I don't show up by this time to call the police. I'm like, also, my dad, like, is a black belt in karate, and he gave me a bunch of moves to do on you while you're in the driver's seat so that I can just completely F up your jam. So, yeah, you're really brave to ride with me. Do you know anything about me? And he's like, no. I'm like, do you like the playlist I've been playing? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, it's all your favorite bands. And he was like, ah! (laughs) And he just, just for like 10 minutes, he's just like, (sighs) But then eventually he calmed down, and he's like, When we take a break can you show me the cool karate moves i'm like oh yeah
0: (laughs) and and i imagine you stopped by a fruit store and bought like some watermelons and started karate kicking them in the parking lot
1: no i just like so like the move my dad showed me he's just like if you reach here and like dig your fingers in here like people are it's game over and because they're driving they can't get away from you because they go up against the car or the window you can still reach them and he's like yeah like If something bad's happening, you're going to a place you definitely don't want to go, they'll stop that car. Um, Anyway, so these are it might sound odd, but it's kind of like a life skill to be able to look up things about someone and know something about them. So you know, you're safe. And on top of that, um, writing a report is a thing that can set you apart as the most junior pen tester on the team, but everyone said my reports are spectacular. And clients started asking for me Which felt great also because apparently I was the nicest pen tester and some of the pen testers would deliver news in a not very nice way and I was a dev for most of my life, so I imagine if I was going to tell myself this news. How would I like to do it and then i'm respectful and clear and never trying to make someone feel embarrassed.
0: Yeah, being condescending or patronizing in a report is the hardest thing. When I write a report, I try to write with three specific tones. The executive summary and the conclusion, I try to write as concisely and quickly as possible in the most lingo-free, businessy tone possible because you want to hit the bluff, the bottom line up front. Execs don't have a lot of time. They have a lot of meetings. They have a lot of other things on their mind. They just need to know the TLDR. Get that in the executive summary, and then you have to write some of the other preliminary material in a management tone, but you can inter you can intermingle some lingo, because more than likely they came up through the ranks, and then finally get lingo really heavy in those gory details for the individual contributors that's probably going to be tasked with reading the whole report. But you know, at the end of the day, these reports ultimately, regardless of, of whether it's a pen test, forensics, appsec, OSINT, social engineering. Ultimately, we are telling someone that their baby is ugly. You want to massage how you tell someone their baby is ugly as much as you possibly can in a way that they will not be set off any particular way. You don't want to make them feel stupid. You don't want to come across as I'm better than you. But no. you know, those are deal breakers right out the gate. But, you know, having the ability to do that and have that soft skill that's pretty uh powerful so Mm -hmm. with with that being said I mean um you know I definitely give your OSINT and social engineering skills there uh I'll I'll give that a solid 12 out of seven instead of the solid five out of seven um (laughs) so yeah that that's definitely like that's some next level stuff that like that honestly that sounds like something I would have done to somebody um if, if I were trying to be mischievous but, I
1: wasn't trying to make him feel bad it's just he's like wow like don't you feel unsafe with me and I was like no you're the one that doesn't know what the f's going on yeah like yeah. and he said it was the playlist that really got him because he's like man this is like my favorite song and I was like I know
0: yeah yeah exactly and <laughs> it, it, what I honestly if, if I were you it would have been like hey you know oh this is your favorite stuff if you decide to try to pull shenanigans Here you go. What does the fox say? (laughs) Or Freebird, or Rickroll, or the Hamster Dance, or the SpongeBob theme over and over and over and over again?
1: I honestly. I'm I'm really
0: good at finding annoying playlists.
1: I picked up a whole bunch of musical artists that I didn't know before that I really got into when I was like searching him online. Like there's this artist called Joel Plasquet and I ended up buying all of his albums because I was like, this guy's great. So glad that I cyber stalked that ride share guy. Yes,
0: absolutely. <laughs> we
1: became friends because I became friends with literally everyone. I can't help myself.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm friends no with. I'm friends with most people, but I know a lot about others. Yeah. So, uh, with that being said, uh, we're pretty much up against time because uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna drop this stream and prepare in three minutes for the Trace Labs AMA. Which, Tanya, if you want to join, feel free to do so. Um, I can get you a Zoom link. Uh, you'll you'll be with I some. You'll be with some ocean monsters. Aleith, Dennis who's a multi-time Black Badge uh, SECTF winner. You've got Levy, who is a dark web magician. And then you've got Belouv, who's one of the co-directors of Trace Labs and then myself talking about looking for missing people on Saturday. Um, But with that being said, um, just for posterity's sake, um, tell people how they can uh, get in contact with you, uh, assuming they're not already in contact with you on LinkedIn since, you know,
1: that's eighty percent of the internet. Um, so if you go to WeHackPurple.com, all of our stuff is there. So if you click on the academy button, it'll take you on to our academy. The community button to our community. We have a podcast. We have all. Uh, we have a newsletter that's super popular. Um, so I do all of those things with my team, and then me is so instead of we hack purple, it's she hacks purple, um, and I'm wearing the shirt and everything. But basically, if you look up "she hacks purple" on the internet, that's me on TikTok, YouTube, wherever I'm currently embarrassing myself and talking about security. So yeah,
0: it, it, I mean,
1: TikTok, you, ha-
0: you, you have to embarrass yourself. I mean, that's that's like that's just how it is, you know. I I mean,
1: I have to I, say, I, I feel I, old when I use TikTok. I'm like, why does it keep making so much noise?
0: And and see, like honestly. TikTok is the place, like, I have an account that's not me. Surprise, surprise. Um, But, you know, to that end, it's one of those cases where, you know, I go on there and usually it's like, I've got a few minutes to burn and it's like, I just go watch mindless videos. Like, I've been watching this guy. He's He's a rapper. He's doing it to get people to listen to his music. But he walks around with this giant Bluetooth speaker And on his phone, he has the sound of a dog barking like a pit bull or a Rottweiler. And he's even went as far as to buy like a stuffed German shepherd that's like comes up to his waist. And he put it on a leash and he like lunges it at people and plays the barking sound and watches them run. And he sneaks up on like the mailman and the FedEx driver and the UPS. And like it's just him sneaking up on people and them running. It's like the most mind-numbingly silly stuff but that's about all uh, unless i'm investigating a person that's about my only use of tiktok right now but you know being in the us you know tiktok is the devil right now you know be be sure to record a tiktok video about the spy balloon right um i'm i'm saying that tongue in cheek because i mean tiktok's ownership may be somewhat questionable but let's face it um even though The others are publicly traded or formerly publicly traded companies. At the end of the day, here's your OPSEC tidbit. They are all nothing more than an advertising firm that offers you something you believe to be of value in exchange for data about you. So it's all about risk management. I'm not hating on anybody for using TikTok. It's not my jam, but I also typically don't have my camera turned on either because of my obligatory I've got a face made for radio joke.
1: Oh come on.
0: Ah uh, hey, I mean self-deprecating humor is the best humor.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you have another stream to go to, and I have I have a work meeting, which you've is way less exciting this to be quite honest.
0: <laughs> you've got a lot of purple to hack.
1: I have a lot of purple to hack. Like it's not gonna hack itself. It's not. Nope. Thank you, Joe Gray. Thanks. And the Osenshin for joining forces with WeHack Purple, I'm really excited because now our students are going to have so much more awesomeness to learn.
0: When our powers combine, we are Captain Infosec.
1: <laughs>
0: I, suppose, awesome. I, I don't know. All right. Okay. Let's Thanks. go. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like, share. Subscribe and hit the bell for notifications.